Life Audio. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We want families to come here and gain insightful strategies that empower them to successfully teach diverse learners at home. Hosted by founder and CEO of Sped Homeschool, Peggy Ployer. Our goal is that these powerful weekly conversations will boost your confidence to cultivate the best at-home learning environment for your student. For more homeschool resources, go to spedhomeschool.com. You're listening to Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. We'll start the conversation with Peggy and her guests next. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool, a nonprofit that empowers families to home educate diverse learners. To learn more, visit spedhomeschool.com. Here's Peggy Ployer. Today, we are going to talk about how to celebrate progress in your homeschool, not perfection, with a special guest, Sonia Schaefer. She's a popular homeschool speaker and writer specializing in the Charlotte Mason Method. She has been on an adventure for more than 20 years studying, researching, practicing, and teaching Charlotte Mason's gentle and effective methods of education. Sonia has a special place in her heart for our community, homeschooling parents with special needs children. Her youngest daughter has autism and pervasive developmental delays, and she's now an adult, and her daughter still enjoys their daily homeschool lessons. And so I'm just excited. Sonia is also a member of the SPED Homeschool Board of Directors and um, a a dear mentor of mine as well. Welcome, Sonia. I'm just excited to have you here today to discuss this this very important topic. (laughs) Thanks so much, Peggy. It's a delight to be back with you. Yes. Yeah. It's been a while. We, we, um, yeah. we actually met on this broadcast and mm-hmm. then, um, stayed in, in touch after that. And it's been a blessing to me, um, to get to know Sonia over the years. And, um, I know you'll just enjoy this conversation that we are going to have today and I'm um, getting to know her better. Um, so if you're joining us, we'd love you to be part of the conversation. Um, feel free to put in comments, questions. Um, we had, um, one question submitted ahead of the show that we'll be including in um, our conversation as well. And um, so if you want to be able to 
to be able to do that and submit questions ahead of the show if you can't be with us live, just um, subscribe to our email list and um, you will get those reminders that the show is coming up and that you can submit your questions and then you'll get reminders right before the show starts to join us live. So um, just kind of a, a fun little way to, to stay interactive um, in your busy schedule because <laughs> we know that it is. Um, so, Sonia, I would just love as we're getting started for you just to share a little bit um, more about yourself and your family and um, anything else that God lays on your heart to start out with. I'd be happy to. Uh, my husband and I have been married. Oh, goodness. It'll, tomorrow's our anniversary. See, I forgot oh, about that. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I know after so a while. You I forgot. Um, yeah, it'll be 39 years tomorrow. Oh, and we have awesome. four children, four daughters. I call them my little women. Um, they range in age from 33 down to my youngest is 25 now, and she's the one who has special needs. And, um, we, I've been homeschooling her for 21 years. I just, I figured that out. Um, (laughs) but it, I mean, when I started homeschooling, it was probably more than, uh, 26 years ago. Wow. If someone had told me, you know, in, in 21 years, you'll still be homeschooling. Right. I would have just dropped in a heap <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> but so much of, of doing this is just, just do the next thing. Yes. Just so be true. faithful Absolutely. to do the next thing. And the Lord has shown me over these years that it's not a sprint. It is a marathon Yes. And that you only have to take one step at a time. You don't even have to know so true how you're going to get to the finish line. It's just exactly do the next thing. It's so easy to put a huge Oh, look at me. I'm preaching already, but Yep, that's okay. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so easy to take on this homeschooling as a huge burden and responsibility. And it all rests on me and I've got to make it succeed. I've got to do this perfectly or I'm a failure. And that's not how we can be our best in this situation. That's not how God wants us to approach parenting and educating our children. Um, That's a paralyzing thought. It is. Absolutely. Instead, it's uh, what I have learned over the years is that small, constant touches add up to something great. They do. If, if, yeah. if I can just do that small, be faithful, be sure to be mm-hmm. consistent and constant in it. But even if those are small touches, they're going to add up. Yeah. And that has been a very freeing idea. So did you always start out homeschooling that way? Or has that been a progress in, in learning how to do that? It's been progress. Yeah, I'm a very... Um, productive, addicted person, if you want to put it that way. I, I want to set those goals and I want to achieve those goals and I'll do what it takes to get those goals done. Right. So um, starting out, I was putting that kind of pressure on myself and not probably overtly on my kids, but it's in the atmosphere. I mean, they oh, pick yeah, up they on pick it, it up. real Absolutely. Quickly. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a process over the years of the Lord gently but firmly prying my fingers off <laughs> of this. And and I think a lot of it came when he gave me my youngest. Her her given name is Hannah, but uh-huh. I'm calling her Holly because that's she likes to choose preferred names different okay. days. Yes. And today it is Holly, so out of respect to her, I'm gonna call her Holly. Okay. Um <laughs> That works. But he, giving me Holly just kind of turned my world upside down. My nice, neat, little, structured, goal-oriented world, yeah, upside down because now it was a whole new set of rules. Right. Yeah, and rules that I don't know. Your rules change on a daily basis too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or even hourly basis. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. And was that? Was that difficult for you? I mean, did you go through some some of a grieving process or um, just a struggle with within yourself as to how to reorient yourself not 
to be so, you know, this is the goal for the day and then it just doesn't get done? How, how does that, that start to process? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I went through a grieving process and I'm still in it because at times it will still hit me upside the head and come out of nowhere and I just oh, yeah. go into it. Um, mainly, it wasn't so much for me, it was for my daughter Oh, and the limitations yes. that she right. has to deal with here in this physical body on earth. It's the limitations. And it was a gradual process to get to the point where I could recognize that the limitations do not define who she is. Oh, that's good. Yes. It, it's There's more to her than her limitations. And I need to see that. And all of those things were a process right. that the Lord showed me through his small, constant touches in my life. And I think it was because of the, as I embraced and recognized yeah. his way of dealing with his children, hmm. that I began to feel more comfortable right. or try more intentionally to implement those with my children. And it's yeah. all about growth. That's exactly. The yes. The, the Lord doesn't say, you know, oh, man, you should have learned. I, I had planned for you to learn that lesson two right. years ago, <laughs> but you didn't match up. It's not that. It's just, it's just keep growing, keep growing. And that's right. how we need to approach educating our children because we're educating mm-hmm. the whole person. It's not just how many facts can we dump in their heads. It is growth as a person. After a word from our sponsor, we'll dive back into this conversation. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool. Go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home. So how do you make that switch from growth to, you know, that, that goal? You know, it, it it's growth versus, you know, this is the task we have to complete today. What does that look like? I still have the goals in my head. Mm-hmm. I still plan. Um, but it is not so much now that we want to be to this stage by this certain date because that's what's that based on? Yeah, exactly. That's an educated guess. um, (laughs) I mean, even, even if it's like, well, but that's graduation date, that's a man-made standard. Your child must graduate by this certain age and have jumped through these hoops by this certain time. And so I needed to um, give myself freedom to Uh, distinguish between what are man-made standards, what are human standards, and versus taking it one step at a time and focusing on the person in front of me, not the goal. When I set a goal, Mm -hmm. I can get tunnel vision. Yeah. And. And I just look at that goal and I plow over anything that's between me and the goal. (laughs) So just unfortunately, our families a lot of the time. (laughs) Yes. And by doing that, we can get things done, but we are not respecting and treasuring the souls that are in our care Mm -hmm. um, temporarily in physical bodies, but eternal souls. So, 
that's just been a gradual change. So practically yeah. speaking, yes, I still set my goals. Mm-hmm. I still say, this is what we want to do, but I have tweaked it a little bit to say there is no ahead or behind. Yes. There is only, so good. this is where we are now. And what is the next step in the direction I want to head? So my goal is more of, this is the direction I want to head. Yeah. But what is the next step to get there? Yeah, that that is a huge shift because I, it, we we just seem to get hammered with the education system that it's all about goals. It's all about reaching those goals, those goals, and we miss the child in the process. We we miss the beauty of what we are we are doing because, like you said, we're looking so far ahead than where we are right now and the moment that we're in. And, and that's where the beauty, the freedom, you know, all of that comes together. And, and, and that's when we can focus on celebrating. I do want to come, you know, we are going to move into celebrating and, um, and, and talk more about the, just the, the process of, um, of how that, that all looks. But, one thing I want to ask you about too is did any of your kids struggle with perfectionism themselves? Because I know a lot of kids on the spectrum tend to have that perfectionist attitude. Um, did, did you ever have to deal with that with the child and in your homeschooling at all? Not to the extreme that some kids have mm-hmm. uh, where it is debilitating. Yeah. With Holly, um, she, the only thing that would bother her is if the things she lined up got out of order. So yes. it wasn't, she was never um, a perfectionist when it came to schoolwork or chores or anything like that. She's pretty passive. Mm-hmm. However, another child I have um, deals with OCD. Okay. And yeah. that can really uh, create that struggle. In your head, Mm -hmm. if you have leanings toward perfectionism, that OCD can just exacerbate those. So, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you can recommend to parents who have kids that may struggle with that in in helping them to, you know, come to, you know, it's a growth process. I get it. Um, But there's some things that we as parents can do to kind of just nurture that growth. Um, Is there anything that you have that you has worked for you in the past? One thing that I think can be helpful is if we as parents intentionally point out when we have failed at something Uh, and show how we handle it that, Oh, you know, that recipe was a flop. Mm -hmm. I, I did not do that very well, (laughs) but you know what? We're just going to try again. I think I'll try that. I think I'm going to change this. And try it again next week. So just modeling how you deal with, quote, failure. Right. Um, And then also, I think another big part of this is celebrating the growth you do see. Yeah. Because when we have that goal set out here and we're focused in on it, I don't know about you, (laughs) but my tendency is, no matter how much progress I have made toward that goal, I'm still looking at the distance I still have to go. Exactly. You know, yes. I focus uh-huh. on what I've not done yet rather than what I have accomplished. Yes. And so by flipping that on its head and celebrating what has been accomplished and the growth you have seen. Absolutely. I think that helps too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we just my tendency is I can do that so much more for my ch- better for my children than myself. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is really, really hard to to do that. I was just listening to a podcast yesterday, and um, the interviewee was asked. You know, they were a coach, and they they just said, you know, sometimes I have to ask myself the question that I would ask the people I coach because I'm realizing that. 
I'm not as forgiving to myself as I'm telling other people to be forgiving to themselves. Um, and that is hard. We hold ourselves to a super high standard and it seems like all this pressure is on us to do that. And then just, it's so hard to release it. Is there anything that you have to recommend to parents as that, that, that it's okay. You know, how, how do you come to that place where you can say to yourself, it's okay that this, this is what I'm celebrating and this is yet how far I have to go. Well, it's kind of like saying it's okay to be thankful. Uh, It's okay to be grateful. You're not the, probably the biggest obstacle is, well, I don't want to be prideful. And look at what I have done. But right. that's not the way you approach it necessarily. Mm-hmm. You can approach it as, thank you, Lord, for helping me to get this far. Thanks for these ideas. Thank you for the yes. grace to do it every day. Thank you mm-hmm. for the strength. And I'm just so grateful to be able to see we've made a little bit of growth here. Thank you for that. So it's more yeah. an, a celebration of gratitude to the Lord not mm. a puffed up pride. Look at what I have done. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I know just that, that practice of daily gratitude and I've got a journal and at the very beginning of my prayer journal is a section for thanks. And it, it has changed how I have perceived, you know, even my time with the Lord is to start out by thanking him. It just shifts everything instead of, and then there's this person that I need to pray for and this issue that's coming up and I need this. And it's like, yeah. So, um, but, but we do, we need, we need that daily and sometimes hourly, <laughs> if not more daily yeah. reset because everything else around us focuses on what, what have we yet to do instead of what, what's been done and what's been accomplished. And um, so, yeah. And it's not a selfish thing to do mm-hmm. um, because as you are able to be grateful and to celebrate the progress you have seen and the growth that you have noticed, it also gives you confidence moving forward. Mm-hmm. It helps lower your blood pressure, you know, yes. <laughs> and helps you maintain more of a long term. That's the funny thing about it is we're looking short term, but it increases our ability to look at the long term and say, we, we're going to make it. It's going to be OK, maybe yeah. not by a certain date, but we're going to be able to keep going. So all of those shifts in your mm-hmm mental stability, if you will, in your attitude are going to come across to your children. Absolutely. The atmosphere that you create is all about your attitudes, your beliefs. So I I really like there's a a passage in one of the books that Charlotte Mason wrote about when you were saying it's easier to celebrate with our kids than to celebrate for ourselves. Yeah. It's also easier for us to say, oh, you know, I think you've about had it why don't you take a break to the kids oh yeah yeah but we won't do it for ourselves we won't yes exactly Mm -hmm. we have to keep going we have to keep pushing because we have that pressure that perfectionist mentality i've got to do this perfectly um and taking a break shows a weakness so i can't do that you know right it's like go out to play no exactly (laughs) yes yeah and for me it took a lot of at first scheduling those breaks because I was such a box checker that I had to have a box to say rest (laughs) (laughs) until I trained myself out of rest. And um, yeah, it's, but then you realize that put it on your list. Yeah, exactly. But then you realize over time, I'm just, I'm actually getting more done by doing that, by taking that time for myself, by realizing that I can't just keep pushing through and my brain needs a break. My body needs a break. Um, and it it all works out better. So you had talked a little bit about feeding this, um, this growth and what, what could that look like in a homeschool setting and how can we, once we kind of shift to, you know, I, I need to do this and this is um, this is something that we're going to prioritize. How can we build in practices 
to feed that. That's a big um, mental shift we had to go through as well. That hmm. um, schoolwork is not just, well, education is not just exercising the child's mind and heart. Right. And a lot of what we do for normal, you know, traditional schoolwork is exercising the, the mind, exercising right. the brain. But we also need to feed it because just as with our bodies, the way they grow yeah, is you yeah. feed them and you exercise them both. Yep. If you just exercise, Peggy, and never yep. feed, what's going to happen to your body? <laughs> You're just going to pass out. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and we wonder why sometimes the kids just seem to lose interest right. and dry up and yep. mm-hmm. don't want to do the schoolwork. It's probably because all we're doing is exercising their minds. We're not feeding them. Oh, and so so good. Yes. The the stuff that can feed them is giving them ideas and good stories that shape how they view the world and shape oh, absolutely. Um, who they are becoming. Even artwork yeah. can beautify and feed the soul. And it doesn't <laughs> have to be elaborate. We're back to the small constant touches. I just <laughs> I just put a new art piece on display in I've got a little easel in my living room and I put it on display yeah. and with Holly, we, we don't there, we can't have a description about it. Usually what you would do is look at the piece and then hide it and have the child describe it to you mm-hmm. and then look at it again and discuss things you noticed and then put it on display for the whole week. Holly's not able to do that, but I can still display it. Right. And tell her, yeah. oh, this is um, Sunrise Impression by Monet. That's the one I had last week. And okay. just have it there in a place where she walks by it two or three times a day. Right. And it's just feeding her mind. Same with music. Um, we just right. put on different different genre of music as background, not constantly. Mm. It, yeah. This isn't about, I, I see so many kids that have the, Oh, yes, uh-huh. <laughs> and they're in their own little world, and they have music going constantly. It's not about that. It's about intentionally. Um, we would do a we call them Ravinia night because <laughs> when we lived in Chicago area, there was a Ravinia concerts that would go on over the summer, oh, okay. and the Chicago Symphony Orchestra would put these oh, on in amazing. an outdoor amphitheater. And you could just come to the park and pay like five bucks and hear this glorious music live. But the rule was no talking when the music was going. Got and it. Yep. So we would just every once in a while do a Ravinia night with all of our kids. And huh. while we were eating supper, we would do candlelight. We'd do it in the winter so you could actually see the candles, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> candlelight, <laughs> put on some music, and it was just okay, for this particular meal, no talking, we're just going to listen to the music. And it would just set a whole dis- different atmosphere. So oh, yes. playing music in the background, again, not constantly, but small touches of this. Um, I read a poem to Holly once a week. She might not understand it all, mm-hmm. but she can enjoy the use of words in a creative oh, way. Absolutely. And a lot of these things are done by faith that these are feeding her soul. And every once in a while, Peggy, the Lord will just open the curtain and give me a little peek. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's in there. Right. She will, Holly will inadvertently say something or point something out. That's like, Oh, it's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, and then time in nature. Oh, absolutely. Feeds the soul. Um, like nothing else can. So often we spend our days surrounded by what man has made. Yes. But when we get our kids out surrounded by what God has made, it just resets everything. Feeds their soul in a way nothing else can. So those types Mm -hmm. of things, it doesn't have to be everything every day, but if we intentionally schedule, you know, it takes me two minutes to put a picture on an easel for the week. Right. It takes me three minutes to read a poem one day. It it takes a couple of minutes to find a good playlist on my phone and turn it on. 
while we're having lunch. It, right. So these aren't huge things, but they just help to enrich that child as a person. Yes, absolutely. And to grow. Yeah. And you are achieving your goals in that feeding process, but it's much more gentle and much more natural um, yeah. than if we, you know, we're just segmenting and pushing and shoving. And, and like you said, we're, you know, exercising, but not feeding. And, and we do, we see kids so tired out because we're pushing them to, to get to the next goal, to, you know, learn how to read, to, you know, do all these, these little things that again, we come back to these, these, um, standards that we, mm -hmm. we hold our kids to and ourselves to, to achieve. And we lose the beauty and we lose the, the joy and the freedom is yeah exactly wasted. let me tell you a, a few years ago i caved in and <laughs> and gave in to that pressure of we are so quote behind with uh -huh. in reading and writing and math those things she was so quote behind and so i thought all right we're going to focus this term these 12 weeks we're just going to hunker down and focus on those three things. And we're going to do those in schoolwork every day. And only that we're going to just, we're going to get those things up and running. Yeah. And I'll tell you after two weeks, we were both <laughs> wilting on the vine. Oh. Because I mean, it dawned on me, how would I feel if I knew that I'm spending a significant amount of time every day focusing on things I'm not good at? Yes. That somebody else expects me to do, and I know I can't do them that well yeah. yet. Mm -hmm. It would just be so debilitating. Yeah. So we started instead putting the enriching things back into the schedule and breaking up those focus times. We still did those focus times, but right. we mixed in the other stuff as well to, to refresh and to feed the mind. And it made Absolutely. all the difference in the world. Yeah. And for every, I found for each of my kids that refreshing was a little different. Um, yeah. You know, my oldest had to build something. He had to be using his hands. My middle one had to be, you know, donning a costume and running around the house. And, you know, my daughter had to have her sketchbook. But, you know, we, the, that feeding was so, so important because their struggles are so prominent when they're learning that it, it really can sap them quickly in two weeks. <laughs> I, you know, oh, I'm, yeah. it's amazing just, you know, how people make it through a year. The one question we had from one of our, our viewers that came in was um, from Kendra M. And she said, I really would like to focus on this idea my last year of homeschooling. How do I do this if I won't have an extra year to get it done? What, what would you say to her? I mean, in just response to, you know, your experience. Yeah. I think by saying, I have to get everything done by this particular time, you're right. putting extra pressure on yourself and your child. Um, rather than where are we now and what is the next step in that direction? Right. And, and I am with you, child, and I will walk beside you as long as it takes. Absolutely. Yes. But I want to focus on you as a person rather than this end goal as being more important than the person himself. Yeah. I don't know if that helps, but that's kind of how I'm thinking of it. Yeah. It's kind of that growth mindset versus the goal mindset and yeah. um, and growth for every person, every child is going to happen at their own rate. And we can do and in different so areas. Much. Yes, exactly. I, I see a lot of times I, I need to celebrate this with you. Okay. You're, or you can celebrate <laughs> with me. All right. Yeah. For, for many, many years now, our family has been doing scripture memory. We have a little system, a little box that we use and when all my kids were home, we would do it every day at breakfast. And part of it is everybody reciting together in unison because mm. you review all the verses you've ever learned. It takes wow. about five minutes a day. But um, the big, big part of it was everybody reciting. And all of those years, Holly would sit there and listen 
attentively, yeah. but she could not get her language to process quickly enough and regulate her speed enough to recite in unison. She right. just did not have that skill. Mm-hmm. But I was trusting that the verses were getting in there. Right. So um, two days ago, we were out visiting one of my older daughters who is married now and has children of her own. And they do the scripture memory box as a family, which is Aww. cool. Well, they do it at lunch and we were there during lunchtime. And so they got out the box and they read the reference for the first verse. And then as a family, they all started saying it. And Holly sitting next to me joined in. She was reciting it with them at the same pace. And some of the words, they had memorized a different translation than she Uh had, but she would just go with it. It wasn't bothering her. It wasn't throwing her off. She was right there with them. And I'm sitting there going, she can do this. Wow. She can do this now. It's You know, it took took probably 20 years, but she's at that point now. So right. We were just celebrating that. That is absolutely. Yeah. So, so I forget where we started with that, but yeah, (laughs) the idea, (laughs) the idea of we are investing in our children's lives and we may not see a quote return on that investment in the time period that we have in mind. Yes. Yeah but we need to celebrate what we do see as growth. Oh, I know what it was. Yeah. You were talking yeah, about was... growth in different areas of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she she exhibited growth in that area, and I was so excited about that. Well, at the same time, she has seemed to regress in an area of math right now. But I've learned oh. over the years that that often happens. It's really odd. It's almost like... really. There's a set amount of energy she has to invest in growth. Uh, and so if she's really focused on this area and growing in this area, some of the energy comes out of this area over here and diverts to the growth area. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's almost like that's happening. It, yes. uh-huh. I can't prove this scientifically, but that's right. almost like that's <laughs> happening. And when that happened originally, I would panic oh, we're regressing, we're going to lose it, we're never going to get it back. But it seems like after that growth spurt kind of stabilizes, Mm -hmm. then this kind of comes back up too. And maybe now it's time to go ahead in that area next. But she's going to be, you're going to see growth in many areas of life. If we can just open our minds to, we are educating the whole person. Exactly. Not just the academics, not just the mind. So yes. are you seeing growth in physical areas? Absolutely. And even yes. self-care for mm-hmm. our kids who struggle with things like that. Are yes. we seeing growth um, emotionally? Are they, able, are they able to exhibit more self-control? Not perfectly, but right. are we seeing growth in growth. that? Or exactly. other emotional aspects uh, socially? In their mm-hmm. dealings with other people, yes. are we seeing growth there? Yes, mentally as well. Mm-hmm. Different yeah. areas, though. Of mm-hmm. Maybe we're shooting ahead in language, <laughs> but we're regressing a little bit in numbers. Right. That's okay, but we're still yep. seeing growth mentally. Um, spiritually, are we seeing yes. growth? So if we can look at all of those areas of personhood, right. there Absolutely. should be a lot to be thankful for. Oh, yes, so much so. And it, you know, as I heard you tell that story, it, it, you know, the thing that really just struck me is that you have gotten to know your daughter so well. You, you've, you've observed her so long that you know now that this is probably going to happen. And now I, I don't need to panic anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, but it, letting go of those goals is the only thing that really, allows us to take that step back and that observe and take that in observation versus in panic. Because when we're in a panic mode, we tend to just want to fix it versus observe. And, and so, you know, over the years, 
that God has taught you, this is the how your he made your daughter and how he made her to learn. And you can now rest in that because you have that understanding. But um, to get to that place on on how our kids function and what they need and how to nurture that and how to feed that and but yet how to allow just how they learn to happen versus to intervene and um, and to panic. And a lot of times, you know, it's like, how do I switch the curriculum? How do I, you know, because we yeah. see that regression and then it's like, fix, 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 like, fix. Oh, this what isn't I, working. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead yeah. of and saying. And the one thing that really yeah. helped me with that over the years, Peggy, was mm-hmm. to keep a journal. Oh, um, yes. I have not kept it every day, all year long. Not at all. But mm-hmm. anytime I see something that causes me to Hmm. Something has changed here. What has right. changed? Then I try to write idea. down what I have observed and I might keep writing things down every day for a couple of weeks, but yeah. then I can go back and look at it later on. If some, the same thing happens, for example, um, we have, we have discovered over time of writing these things down that many times I will see this huge um, growth in her ability to use language and do math. It's like she is having an on day. She is talking to me. She is conversing in full sentences. She is on her (laughs) math. It's like, wow, something's gone right. That always happens two or three days before she starts to show illness symptoms, like her nose starts to run wow, or she gets a sore throat. But we have only been able to find that out by keeping these records, these journals over right. the years. And again, I said not every day, but as we notice significant things have changed, we'll write it down. Right. And then we started to see these patterns. Yeah, So it's... that has helped a lot. That's great advice because, yeah, because trying to keep everything in our head, <laughs> it you know, it only works so well. And especially when we get into that more panicked state of, yes. you know, it our memory doesn't function like it should um, because we exactly. put things into there and um, or we overthink it. And then it, it's it's not quite the, the, the raw data that we really need to, to figure out what truly is going on. So um, I love that. Um, and I think it helps you know, too. If we set, as you said, you had to set intentional times to rest for yourself. Right. I think it helps if we set intentional times to sit and reflect yes. on what growth yes. have I seen in each of these areas, you know, mental, physical, as we talked about. Right. Um, because otherwise, it's really, at least for me, mm-hmm. it's easy to get focused on the goal that we haven't hit yet. And when we have accomplished something and we check it off, I jettison that out of my head. Yes. It's like, yeah. that's out of here. Mm-hmm. Now what do we have left to do? And all I focus on is what we have left to do right. rather than, and I forget about thinking about and going back and looking for the growth. Yes. And that growth that we need to celebrate. So let's talk a little bit about celebrations and why are celebrations so, so important? Why are they important? Well, it's like saying, why is gratefulness important? You know, gratitude. Yeah. Um, It just sets our minds giving thanks to God, giving praise to God for what we have seen his good hand in our lives, the blessings yeah. he has given us. Um, that's all, that's the huge part of it, as well as bolstering us for the journey ahead. True. Yes. Um, and I think it also helps us keep a check on those perfectionist, goal obsessed. Tendencies. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> I I often think of when my kids were first learning to walk. Yeah. They might mm-hmm. take a step or two and then boom, down they went. 
I did not look at them and say, oh, man, I thought you were going to make it to the couch that time. I can't believe you hit, you know, you hit the floor here. Right. <laughs> no, we say, look what you did. Oh, yeah. And we're jumping up and down and clapping and, yeah, everything. Yes. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it's the same way with if we can view our children that way now, because they are putting forth effort. They just are. Just as that absolutely. little baby did. Yeah. And so if we can, instead of focusing on what they didn't do, Right. Focus on what they did. Yeah, I, that just helps us have more of that positive attitude, and not the panic. You know, right? Yeah, all the way through our schooling. And when I say celebrate, different people are going to celebrate in different ways. Yeah, I'm not a about huge that. throw yeah. a party, <laughs> cook you know, cook things we aren't supposed to eat type celebration. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, to me, it's more of a celebration in my own heart. It is Uh, allowing me a few minutes, giving myself permission for a few minutes to allow my heart to be happy without worrying about the future. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. And that's some, (laughs) that's sometimes hard to do. It is. It's so easy for us to, focus on the future and what if, and I have to have this by this date. And if I don't, what's going to happen and what's, what's going to be the future for my child. If I don't get this done by this day and we worry about those things. Yeah. Yeah. But celebrating this, giving yourself permission to just take a few minutes and allow your heart to be happy without that pressure on you. Absolutely. Yeah. It just, it, it's that release that your heart needs. Yeah. 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 Because we can get so burdened and feel like, yeah, like everything's on us. And yet, um, like you said, when we, we are able to, to, to just let go that, that, that's what celebrating is. It's letting go. Um, and you know, God, God built in his, the timetable for his people was to, to feast as well as to fast. And yes. it's that feasting time. It's that celebrating. We don't think about anything except the celebration versus, okay, now it's the fasting time. It's the praying time. It's, you know, the sacrificing time, you know, that's, mm. that's how the calendar for the Israelites was built around. But yet when it's time to celebrate, it's time to celebrate. Stop. You know, don't work. Don't do anything. Um, and but building in those stopping places is so countercultural to yes. what. Is there anything that you've done as a family to or yourself to help with reminding yourself of those stopping places or well, things with that you can celebrate? You know, certain things that just have triggered. We have to stop and celebrate this. Yeah. Um, as I said, putting, you know, I'm a list person too. And so yeah. putting it on my calendar, you need to stop and take assessment regularly. Right. Um, think back what are making myself look for areas of growth. Um, that's been a huge part of it. And then just different types of celebration. It's going to it's going to depend on your personality and your family culture. Yeah. The thing I want to avoid is I did not say, Holly, we're going to throw a party because now you can quote verses with everybody because that would have embarrassed her. Yes. Yeah. It would have pointed out what she hasn't been doing all these years. And oh, that's true. Yeah. And, and so I'm celebrating this in my own heart. It's like, you know, the Lord and I are having a little Snoopy dance over here. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm um, but I'm careful not to put her on the spot. So it yes. really depends on your child. Too. It, yeah, it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that ma- that makes a lot of sense. And and we, we can celebrate in so many ways. Just. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, Just having a, a date night or, you know, with that child or. Yeah. Um, Having one thing we would do as a family, whenever we saw growth in a particular particular area, it would be double dessert night. Ah, so we would do double, or or another switch on that is we're going to have dessert first. First, 
before we have our meal. You know, we don't do that every day, but right. yes. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we do things like that. Um, it just, it really depends on what, and this comes back to, as you said, studying your child and knowing your yes. child, what makes her heart sing? What makes her feel encouraged versus exactly. embarrassed? Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Celebration does have to follow suit with who you're celebrating. Um, yeah. It's just like, you know, you throw a birthday party and some people like surprise parties and some don't. So you don't throw uh, yeah. the surprise party for the person <laughs> who doesn't like it. Um, but but they our, don't call that a blessing. They call that a curse. You right. Know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. And um, and and yes. And same thing with you know, all, all the different ways that we celebrate people, some, you know, and it goes back to those love languages too. Mm -hmm. And, and how our children know and perceive that we love them and, and really understanding that about each child. And um, yeah, there's, there's just so many ways that we can, can celebrate that progress versus the perfection and, and, you know, talk to us a little bit about just the journey of, um, you know, the, the ins and outs, the ups and downs and, um, kind of pressing through hard places when we don't really feel like there's much to celebrate. There have been many seasons like that, um, where it feels like a winter season hmm. that, you don't see any growth around you yeah. and you stop and look for it. And then it's, you just don't see it. Um, and so that's when you learn to press into the Lord even more and say, just help me be faithful because yeah. there is no promise right. how much growth you're going to see or in what areas sure. you're going to see it. And, um, that's a hard concept to uh, accept. Right. But again, keeping that journal has helped me when I do see a growth, when we have entered, come out of that winter season and into the spring season, I might see growth in two or three different areas within a month. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, over time, as you said, it's been a journey. But yeah. by keeping a record of those things, when I see something change, I can look back and say, all right, we might be entering another season of months with no growth. But if I just keep doing these small, constant touches, if I'm just faithful. Right. Yes then there's there's a chance yeah that i might see growth happen again and and it's only by walking through those seasons walking through the winter season as well as the spring season and seeing that happen over time repeatedly yeah just as we have in the physical world, you see the seasons happening repeatedly. When you see that happening repeatedly in your child's life, in their education, that is what gives you hope Yeah, that there mm -hmm. will be a spring, even though I'm in the middle of winter right now. Right. And so yeah. much of what we do, so much of celebration, so much of focusing on growth and not perfection, that all comes down to hope. It does. It really does. Yes. And we, we learn to persevere through yes. those seasons too. And, and, and I love that you touched on that those quiet seasons aren't quiet, that nothing's happening. It's just that we're not seeing anything. Yeah, it's below the surface. Right, yes, because I think we just expect that growth is going to happen in this nice, even, you know, steady 
like chart like you know <laughs> yes, oh yes your yeah. child's supposed to just progress like this and you do and you see these flat spots and you're like who i don't know what's going on and then you see these skyrocketing yeah. places and it's it's like all the things that need to be put into place whether it's in their mind or you know and just we just don't even know but we like you said, it's faith. We trust in God. We hope in him. He's got a plan on how this is all going to work out. And if our child learns more, that's what they're supposed to happen. If they don't, then that's what's supposed to happen too. That growth happens not only in our brains, but in our hearts and in, and in our dependence on God and our willingness to just trust that his plan is working itself out, whether we see the fruit or not. It's it's like frog and toad, okay? Mm-hmm. You know the books. Oh yes, about love frog them. And toad. Yes, <laughs> there's a story in one of them called the Garden that I just love, and it's where Frog had planted a garden uh-huh. and it was just gorgeous. And Toad said, "I want a garden like that." Mm-hmm. So Frog came over and helped him, and they got the earth ready and they planted the seeds. And he said, "Now you just water it and let the sun shine on it." And it will grow. But Toad got all worked up. Right. He was trying to force (laughs) that garden to grow. And he would sing to it. And he would Mm -hmm. yell at it. He would, everything he could think of to force that thing to grow. And finally, he just drops exhausted beside the garden. And when he wakes up, there's some little sprouts that just grew because the sun was shining and the rain had fallen, you know? Yeah. And, and. Frog says something like, oh, look, you have a beautiful garden, too. And Toad is like, yes, but it was so much work. <laughs> instead of trying, you, you can't force growth. You can't. Yeah, you, can you can't. cultivate it. You can encourage. You can right. water and let mm-hmm. the sun shine. Yeah. But only God can give that increase. Exactly. And, and so when we work ourselves up about perfection and about the rate of growth, Yes. All we're doing is wearing ourselves out, <laughs> like yeah. Toad. But it was really hard work. All we need to do is be faithful. Yeah. Just do the next thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was Oswald Chambers who said, "Pray and do the next thing." <laughs> yes, uh-huh. that's what it is. And then we we leave the growth to the Lord. We don't yeah. we don't neglect our responsibility. Mm-hmm. We are faithful in our responsibility. Absolutely, but we have to leave that trust that God is going to give the growth as it will work best. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You've laid out a a wonderful pathway um, talking to us today about feeding, about watching um, and, and keeping, you know, a record and, and then celebrating um, that if, if that's all, you know, if we can take some takeaways from this and what Sonia's shared with us, um, that it just sets up a beautiful um, just foundation for approaching the new year um, and, and focusing on what really matters versus, okay, now we got, got those educational goals. Let's just press forward and, and plow through, you know, unfortunately your child's mental health and, you know, all these other things that we can, that we don't nurture that are so important. And unfortunately that, you know, we, if we've done it the wrong way, we learn the hard way that that should have been focused on. Um, and so it's, it's just, it's so important to just to really focus on your child and your own health and, and enjoy the journey. Um, do you have any closing statements before I, I'm going to have you share about um, Simply Charlotte Mason too, but as far as encouragement in this area for our families? Well, I love what you said earlier. That's just been ruminating in my heart through this whole conversation that it's not just about the child's growth either, that yeah. as we learn to trust the Lord and as we learn to be faithful and as we yeah. learn to focus on the whole person and mm. to celebrate the growth we do see, we are growing ourselves too. Exactly. And there's no deadline to that. No. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, God will perfect it all in the end because it's, I'm not right. anywhere close. <laughs> but it's, it's not up to us to have this by this date. You know, it's just, it's a process. Yeah. It's part mm-hmm. of it, it. It's part of being human here on earth. And um, absolutely. So let's give our children that same grace 
Yes. As we see the Lord giving us. Um, I love, I love that idea, Peggy. That Mm. was great. Yeah. Well, thank you. And, um, and thanks for just sharing and, and the work that you do. Can you tell our audience a little bit about Simply Charlotte Mason and what you um, do in relation to that and um, just the work that you do on a regular basis? It's I'm happy to. Um, for those who do not do not know, Charlotte Mason was a British educator, lived back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and her ideas basically revolutionized the approach to education over in England mm-hmm. because she saw the child as a whole person. It wasn't yeah. just dump facts into their minds and make them parrot it back. So that's what first drew me to this type of approach to educating. And um, I just started learning about it and implementing it with my children. And as they got older, we started producing materials and resources that would help other people implement this type of approach with their children as well. Hmm. Um, And I often tell people it's just a hobby that's gotten out of control. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because we have, we have resources for, preschool all the way up to high school and um, that will be that will help you give your child the art and the music and the poetry as well as the math and the history and the science all of those things and working on good habits and helping them use their hands to make things Mm. and just trying to be well-rounded and focus on helping that child grow as a person. So that's all available at simplycharlottemason.com. Awesome. And I will have that link in the YouTube description as well as the podcast. And then you wrote um, The Anguish Blessing Journey, A Mother's Faith Journal Through Autism. What um, can people find there? I'll supply the link for that as well. Yeah, that's also on the simplycharlottemason.com uh, website. That was the Sanguishing Blessed Journey was a record of the first year after we diagnosed Holly. Um, it was just the spiritual abyss that I fell yeah. into. And, but the Lord had orchestrated things so that I was reading through the Bible all the way that year. And as I met each, I'm going to call it giant, Yes. <laughs> in that valley. Um, he gave me just what I needed as I worked my way through scripture. Wow. So it's just a record of that and the experiences that he right. gave me to keep me going and to bolster my faith and to help me grow, um, especially during that first year that was so difficult. Right. What an encouragement. And I, I think a lot of times parents feel so alone when you know, our world shifts like that. And, um, and so thank you for sharing, you know, just your heart and how God walked you through that, because I'm sure it's been a blessing over the years to many people that um, have heard just the struggle. I mean, we, we see, you know, authors and writers and speakers um, where they're at now. And a lot of times, a lot of people don't realize the struggles that God used to shape us into who we are. Um, and when we can share from our heart and just um, where where we've, you know, questioned God, met God, um, and how he has responded to our our hearts just in pain. Um, you know, we, we read David in the Psalms and we relate so well to him because we live that. And um, we've, we've got to be more like that to one another um, because it is encouraging and and it um, gives us what we need to, to keep going on. So, yeah. I will mention one more resource. It's a free download you can get on our oh. website of a workshop that I do called Lessons from the Valley. And mm. it's, it's um, a workshop version of what is in that book, This Anguishing Blessed oh, Journey. Awesome. So make sure to find um, that link. People would yeah. like to grab that download. I hope it will be encouraging. Great. Yes, I will make sure to add that to the list as well. Um, Thank you so much, Sonia. I have just loved chatting with you. Sorry, the hour is already over. (laughs) It's been so fun. Um, Last fall, I got to spend an entire week with Sonia. And so, um, so missing that and, um, 
this was just a joy to my heart. And um, I, I know that it'll, our conversation will bless many. And I thank all of you who have um, joined us. Um, I've seen people popping on and off and um, quite a few of you staying. So thank you for being a part of our audience and um, just um, hope that this um, conversation has been as encouraging to you as it has been to me. Um, next um, episode, we are going to talk with re another returning guest, um, the SPED Homeschool Teaching Manager, Dawn Spence. Um, she's going to talk about um, how to set up your struggling student um, for learning success. And um, she has a background in special education as in homeschooled her her two daughters, um, one with um, some really profound learning issues. And um, she is just one of those creative people that um, can take regular curriculum and do crazy, you know, things with it to help teach kids that you think um, no curriculum will ever teach them anything. You know, you just can bang your head against the wall. Um, Don just um, has persevered with her own daughter and um, her story will just encourage you as well as her creativeness. And then she's just going to tell you some things you can do to just get set up for success for the school year ahead. So you'll, you'll want to join us for that conversation. So, um, so thanks again, Sonia, everybody make sure you check out simply charlottemason.com and all of Sonia's resources. Appreciate um, just the wisdom and um, the hope that you have shared in this hour. It's been a blessing. Thanks. thanks, Peggy. It's been great to be with you. Yes. And thank you all for joining us. And we hope to see you next time here on the show. Um, and the show next week will be um, on Wednesday night. So just know if you watch live, it, we have a little change in our time schedule. So um, hopefully you'll join us then. And until then, everybody, God bless and take care. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. This has been Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations, just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.